Good day to you. I have... I have one of my... One of my little things that I want to do. Um, basically, we're going to be looking at uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Now, I know we have read this in the past, but I'm looking at this from the standpoint of, you know, the, the chapter 15, the Gospel of Luke, is really all about lost and strained souls, about God's love and forgiveness for us, for those which are, are us. You know, it's not just other people, it's us. Um, if we look at the first two parables, they are really about how God searches and seeks out the lost to save them. And um, he does use us for that purpose, but still, he is, you know, he is fine, he is searching and seeking the lost. He's, you know, looking for a way to get them to come to him, to come back to him. So if you look at, let's look at the first, uh, the first parable, the parable of the lost sheep. Now let's look at verses, this is again, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, look at verses 4 through 6. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, actually, hold on a second, let's, um, let's read this out of the Amplified, just to make it a little different. What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost, searching until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he gets home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. So this is an example of how precious each soul is to God, each, each one of us, each person. He seeks them out, and then notice, he carries them home. He doesn't lead them home or drag them home. Um... He, uh, let's see, and let's see, when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. God is happy to place us and our burdens on himself and to bring us home. He's happy to take that on. And he has great joy in saving even one lost person. I mean, the example here is a human example for our purposes. You know, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying, rejoice with me. Well, you know, God has heaven and the angels rejoice when someone is saved. It's an important thing. It's a big deal. Then, if we look at the next parable down, it's a similar parable, uh, the parable of the lost coin. And let's just say, um, let's look at verses 8 and 9. So, pardon me. Okay. Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins, now each one of those coins is equal to a day's wages, and loses one coin, does not light a lamp, and sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I found that lost coin. I found the lost coin. And, and this implies women friends. So she calls together her women friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me because I found the lost coin. Probably in those days it would have been, she wouldn't have called together men a lot, you know. Maybe men in her family, but nonetheless. Um, so here, again, you know, who's not, who's not lost something like that? Where you lose something in your house and you tear your house up looking for it. For me, you know, it's my glasses for my 
my older brother, when we were young, it would be like his keys. He would lose his keys and be looking for them. That's when we were at home a long time ago. But still, it's something I remember is he would lose his keys and be looking for it. Um, but we've all done that. We've all lost keys, glasses. One woman had lost the uh, diamond off her, uh, in her engagement ring or wedding. Was it wedding? Well, either one, whichever it was. And uh, so... These things happen, and then you search until you find it, right? And and then you're so happy that you found it. And I remember that woman, when, when she finally got her diamond back, she was so happy that she got it. I mean, you know, it was just found on the on the floor. Anyway, um, so here we have the same situation. Again, you know, um, when God finds, when finds the loss, when he gets the lost back in his hands, back to where they should be. You know, he's happy and he rejoices and he, you know, all of heaven rejoices with him. Now, finally, in this chapter is probably the most famous, one of the most famous parables anyway, and it's the parable of the prodigal son. Now, we're not, not going to read it all, and I know everybody is really familiar with it, but the prodigal son relates a lot more to a Christian who strays. Now, I'm not saying it can't relate to a lost person, but I'm just saying it relates a lot more to a person, a Christian, who strays. And if you look at it, you can understand why. You know, when we stray, after God has given us everything, you know, he's given us all our blessings, and we wander off to do our own thing, we waste those blessings that he has given us in sin and selfishness, God watches and waits for our return. He is patient and available to us. Finally, you know, usually after we hit rock bottom and, and we're just scraping the bottom of the barrel and, you know, in a lot of trouble, then, if you remember the prodigal, he had wasted his inheritance and had gotten himself a job feeding the pigs. Um, and if you look at verse 16, for that, he would have gladly eaten the carob pods that the pigs were eating, but they could not satisfy his hunger, and no one was giving anything to him. So he was longing to eat the pods that the pigs ate. He was feeding the pigs. That was his job. You know, he had gotten himself a job feeding the pigs. And then when we're down to that, like rock bottom, scraping the barrel, like we're talking about, then that's when we turn to God again. We realize how foolish we've been. And the prodigal son... Likewise, look at verses 17 and 18. Uh, but when he finally came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough food while I am dying here of hunger? I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. So, he's not even expecting you know, to be treated as anything except maybe, you know, maybe just you know, let me work for you. Let me be a hired hand. But see God's response. You know, God's response in verse 20 is, it's very telling of his love and his forgiveness. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So God has been watching and waiting, and now he sees his child coming back to him. He doesn't do like we might and sit back and fuss or say, I told you so. But no, God runs to us. 
Our Father, He has compassion on us. He forgives us. And another thing to note is that when we come back, I mean, if we stray, and, and, and sometimes, sometimes people do for different reasons, and I didn't want to get into all that because it can happen for a number of different reasons. We're all human. Um, but He forgives us, but too, He restores us. He brings us right back to where we were. Look at verses 22 through 24. But the father said to his servants, Quickly bring out the best robe for the guest of honor, and put it on him, and give him a ring for his hand and sandals for his feet. Now the ring is a symbol of his authority as a son. Now that's how they looked at that. The ring is a it's a note here in the Amplified Bible. The ring is a symbol of the authority of his son. He's making him his son again. He's restoring him back to his son. Okay, so let me finish. And bring the fattened calf and slaughter it, and let us invite everyone and feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was as good as dead and is alive again. He was lost and has been found. So they began to celebrate. And that's because he was dead. He was dead in a spiritual sense in that when we stray and we wander off and we're gone from God, we, we are not saved any longer. We lose our salvation when we wander off into sin and purposefully go, you know, waste our blessings and what God has given us. We, we, we become lost again. Uh, we can easily come back and be restored, though. And that's, that's what this is about, and that's what this is... Uh, uh, this is what God celebrates is that here he had a son that was dead, that was going to be, going to die, was going to go to hell at the end, was going to be judged to die. And now he's alive again, he's going to live, and he's going to be with God and be in heaven, he's found. So God celebrates our return with great joy and he restores us. And he doesn't remind us of our wrongs and he accepts us and he loves us. And so it's a wonderful thing. I just wanted to present that to you. It's a very wonderful thing that God does for us. It's something we need to be aware of and, and, and think on and remember. Because so many times, if you're like me, you know, you make mistakes, you do things, you get really down and hard on yourself. But remember that you can go to God and you can talk to Him and, you know, ask for forgiveness and He is. He is loving and just, and he, he gives us his, his forgiveness. And, you know, it all comes through Jesus and through his sacrifice. But, uh, but he restores us and makes us a part of his family again. So, all right. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.